the Diamantina Podcasting Network is proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Uh, it's just rubbing salt into the worm. You can see the head clash there. Oh, very nasty. And the crowd love it. They've all taken the angry pill. That smashes him to the ground. The one-handed pass back inside. With a delicate kick. He smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football early. Thank you, Mrs. Robinson. Another little slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Dead steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your hosts. 47-game journeyman, Chris Gale, and failed grand final halftime entertainment, Dennis Garnhand, as they fire up. He has three or four players in his team who carry on what mug wears. And I thought it was wrong for Don Ferner to call the mug lairs as well. Couldn't oh, possibly please. disagree more strongly. Why can't Don call these blokes mug lairs? Um, bit of a mug lair. They're not mug lairs. That we was used the wrong. to laugh they're at not, the AFL. No. So welcome to Fire Up on the Diamantina Podcast Network with Chris Gale, Dennis Carnahan, Redfern, Pat on the controls, and Brendan Cowell. Where do you fit in that label of Muglair? Oh, right, right in the middle. Right, gladly so. Isn't it? Uh, it seems to be quite triggering for all the media men of rugby league, isn't it? They all seem to, they all seem quite uh, unravelled by the word Muglair. What is it about the term? Do you think that's um. Well, so stirring. Well, personally, we've spent a lot of time on this show over the years looking at the relativity of a grub versus a germ and a dog act. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like Muglair is probably down the in the cellar, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, I just want to put my hand up and, and um, talk about the overuse of the term dog fight. Right. Because certain commentators like Cooper Cronk and, um, and others seem to say it was a real dog fight. But from the dog fights I've seen... <laughs> They're not an arm wrestle. I think they're confusing arm wrestle with dogfight because an arm wrestle is, geez, this is pretty repetitive. It's going on forever. There's not a lot of fancy stuff. Whereas dogfight, they're trying to rip their head. Someone's eating the Rottweiler's head. The Rottweiler's not necessarily because often in a dogfight, you can't separate them. Often in a dogfight, the dogs are just yapping at each other. Yeah, there's and, that and as there's well. a lot of that in rugby league. There is a lot yeah. of dog fighting in rugby league where they just yap, 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 yap. And, real no, and no one's fight. having a nip. A right. real dog fight. When they're actually having a nip, when they're allowed to use that's their That's not teeth. an arm wrestle. No, that's not an arm wrestle. So no, you're saying Cooper opposite. would describe a 12-10 scoreline as a dog fight, but it's yeah. really like 36-48 or something like that. Yeah. A lot of action. A dog fight might, might be a little bit, um, you know, a bloodbath. A bit yeah. willing. Yeah, full of mug lairs, <laughs> going at it, tearing each other's heads off, Coming and weeing on each other, windmill arms, and going, "This is my suburb, unless, retriever." Unless he's, I'm a, the Rottweiler in this town. Ah! Unless he's an aviation historian and he's thinking about the Red Baron and the Sotwith camels back in World War One, because they used to dogfight, didn't they? I think that. Oh yeah, like that that movie River Phoenix, where he has to, um, you have to go out and and find the most unattractive girl. It's or, called dogfight. They wouldn't get away with it these days. No, they couldn't make it now. And, uh, they couldn't make it now. And he's ends up with he's a little Tomlin. But then they have this beautiful night, and he sees her beauty, and they fall in love, and he takes her to the to the dance. And Hang everything. on, you're saying there's a movie with River Phoenix and Lily Tomlin getting it called on. Dogfight. Wow, it is such a good movie. It's Dude, a beautiful. I'm going straight home to what is it on Nettie? Is it on? What yeah, are we, we, and we, send send it to Cooper Cronk and say <laughs> get it together. Now she's doing Netflix with Jane Fonda. Is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's it. That geez, that's a good story, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, mug mug lairs and and certain individuals. But well, I mean, these are themes that have come up in rugby league, Dennis, recently, and we'll come to your Canberra Raiders and that Don Ferner allegation about the Penrith Panthers in a moment. But Brendan, we may as well channel the zeitgeist. You, of course, are in your own dog fight with Chad Townsend. You oh, yeah. you were quoted uh, as the legendary actor on SEN Radio. <laughs> 
over the weekend of uh, having some issues with uh, Chad Townsend, and it's blown up the lux, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think whoever uh, reads the SM website, I don't know how many people that is. <laughs> I only saw it because you sent it to me. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to everyone because it said legendary actor. But, and then my, my mate, from Ben from Cronulla, said, when did you become a legendary actor? And I said, when I said that stuff about Chad. That's you know right. what I mean? And I think it was the making of both our careers at once, that one article. But, yeah, I was on, is it a SEN or SEN? I go SEN. SEN. Sports Entertainment I was hosting SEN Live. SEN. SEN. Yeah, 1170, I think it is. Um, yep. 2CH. Um, and uh, in there were Joel Kane and, and Brian Fletcher. Fletch. And uh, Joel Sugar Kane. I think yeah, it was Jimmy yeah. Dimmick that named him that, actually. Was it? The Sugar Kane, yeah. He said, thank Jimmy Dimmick. Because um, I couldn't read into the nickname. No. But it's quite obvious once you know it, isn't yep. it? Almost like... A dog fight's quite obvious when you know <laughs> Think it. About it. Um, but, uh, and I said, you know, we were talking about Chad, and everyone's going, oh, he's solid. He's solid, isn't he? And I kind of went on a bit of a rant as to question why we've gotten rid of so many good players like your Jack Birds and James Maloney's over the year. And I posed the question, why has Chad always been a lock? Why haven't we ever contemplated a de-chadding of the Cronulla Sharks football outfit. See, the thing um, is and I didn't realise that this would create such a ruggish. Like Muglair, this seems to be a sensitive topic. You don't mess with chat. And I've, I've is, kind is of... It's a lot like the Tigers. That, that little speech you just gave of the good players you've let go to keep Chad. And I was looking at the, thinking about the Tigers and Where, Well, we took them all, didn't we? Uh, there was a while there that the Sharks were the Tigers. And they kept the Sharks, the Luke Sharks. Lewis and... Hyington. Hyington and all those kind of guys. Luke Cavell, if you really want to go back in but time. I, I think Chad is... Chad's a great... He's almost like, a, you know, like what, the, the coach we have, Hannay, who's interim coach and... Chad feels like an interim kind of halfback. He's, he's so How long has he been there for? But when he gets the half? ball, you you kind of go, oh, Chad. You don't go, Chad. <laughs> you know, like, watch out, Chad. <laughs> you know, here we go. It's Chad time. You go, Just hold oh, the ball, Chad. Just Chad, hold the ball. Chad's don't got, drop it. Chad's got it. And it wasn't as bad as like when they used to pass it to Ben Pomeroy and you just go, we Dropped might as it. well go home. Yeah, knock on. You know, let's yeah. leave. Pomeroy's yeah. got it. <laughs> Uh, you know? the, the issue with Chad, I think, is that he gets a free pass because you've described him as flying under the radar, which I think Big yeah. Brother starts tonight, doesn't it? But um, uh, that uh, he's a local junior, so you get a free pass there. Yeah, he's from Carring Bar. Same with me. Beautiful hair. Same with me. You're right. So, you know, had you been playing for the Sharks, there'd be Has no a trade podcast. Talk. I'm on a podcast. Well, this is it, isn't it? Because it's escalated. Not only yeah. is Are Chad... Are you Chad? Not... He has three kids. Are you Chad? I'm on Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he, it's escalated. He has his own beer brand. I don't drink anymore. You're on Hinge. That, <laughs> so I'm just jealous of Chad's life. For some reason. That's what's come out. He's got his own country in Africa. I don't have a Brendan. And the headlines write themselves. Legendary actor calls for hanging Chad. But uh, the it, it, you build value because within 24 hours, he's announced mm. that he's calling a game on SEN. Would you yeah. rather be on NRL Crunch Time with Fletch and Sugarcane or actually calling a game? Is this going to become like the kind of, um, the, you know, Phil Gould and Paul Gallen of Channel 9 where Chad and I, they're like, are they going to explode at each other? Because <laughs> I've heard he's not a huge fan of Love My Way. You no. Know? <laughs> no. He, he, he was halfway through season two. He got rid of his Foxtel subscription. He was like, this is over the top. It, he went on Twitter and said, this is just a secret life of us knockoff. Jesus, cow hams it up, doesn't <laughs> No wonder Claudia's character went off with Mendelssohn, you know, and I, and I read that on a on a rare blog somewhere that he'd said that, and 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 flames have erupted ever since. But you know, look, when we won the comp in 2016, and I'm happy to take you guys through the day, um, any night of the week. But um, to, to score it, to score one of the tries, we pushed Chad out of the way. Was that you for know? Fido? Was that for Fido? That was, he just got Paul Gallen pushed Chad out of the way, gave it to Barber on oh, the inside right off, off the, the little the trick shot. So you know, Time I'm only coming off now. what I've seen, Chad. I mean, he's off to the Cowboys anyway. Well, that was the other thing that I now decided I'm probably, even though I haven't bought the club, I have the same impact that Russell Crowe has. Because after I put the complaint out there, what happened the next day? <laughs> yeah, Chad is on a Jetstar flight via Brunswick Heads to Townsville because unlike you. He's not on hinge. He's got to think about his wife and three kids. And yeah. the, the best thing you can do for your kids is dislocate them from their existing schooling yeah. and take them up to far north Queensland. Well, you know, there's some good schools up there. JT's been spruiking. And there's um, army bases. 
you know, and we all know two days a week, three weeks a year, you can join the Army Reserve. It's a great life. Yeah. And another bit of coin. Chad likes a bit of coin. Exactly. There's the Mad Cow Hotel. There's <laughs> Crocodiles. There's can Lestrand. He, can he do SEN remote? Can he oh, dial yeah, I in? I so. It depends what kind of... He can um, call off tube. What kind of Wi-Fi they... What, what kind of Wi-Fi... Oh, Townsville have NBN for sure. The well, Army's there. Oh, yeah. The well, he'll there. be fine yeah, then. Yeah. But, yeah, look, Gallon and, and, and Lucas, Big Daddy Brown are on tonight. If Chad wants to throw them, I'm ready. You know what I mean? In the undercard, it's time. It's, it's pretty quick. Just two things I want to focus on before we come to the other Stoush, Canberra v Penrith, that you might comment on. We'll talk about Gal and uh, Lucas a little bit later. But yeah. but uh, Craig Fitzgibbon is coming to the club as your new coach. You know, unproven, but, you know, Roosters legend, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Now, his father, Alan, of course, was coach of the Sharks. And yeah. Craig was a ball boy. Ball boy. And, and he, uh, Alan, went into the press after Craig signed and said, uh, Craig is very big on loyalty. Yeah. So what's he doing going to the Sharks that like just shafted Johnny, Johnny Morris? Uh, well, I think you'll find, if we look at the, the metaphor of a relationship, when you're moving in, you know, with the lady and the old guy's moving out, you don't usually go, are you okay about this? <laughs> Do you? And also, you when normally you move wait till he. You also wait till he moves out. You do wait till he moves out, but you don't keep him around. No, you get an interim girlfriend, <laughs> interim <laughs> boyfriend called Josh Hannay. So yeah. I think it's all been done fine. Also, the guys. So like, is he the rebound? Is Hannay the rebound? Hannay's, <laughs> Hannay's that little. You know how you head to Newtown at nine o'clock and you just meet someone at the bar and you just have a quick two weeks because you know you're about to head into something else. You know what I mean? You just have a bit of a crack on the town. I, I, I don't Hannah. even think he's that. I just think he's just the really, really good friend that you know, oh, is he? gives you the emotional Tim-tams. Gives you Exactly. Shoulder you know, Comes on. and watch Netflix with you till the new guy moves in. He knows. He knows for a certain fact. It's not on. It's not going to last. It's, there's nothing. He's just there. His shoulder to cry. And he's a supportive friend. Oh, that's nice. And, yeah, right. That's so nice. when your yeah. therapy, therapist is saying you're repeating the same cycles, your Hannay says you're doing exactly the right thing. Exactly right. And, <laughs> and, and any chance I get I to... I can't fault you. <laughs> any chance you I get... You deserve better. <laughs> to thank Josh Hannay for rushing that conversion when uh, they went to 24-16 in the grand final in 2005 against the Tigers mm. and he rushed the conversion and then it was all over. One other thing about He's the Morris. interim ever since. Ha, does this play well, uh, gentlemen, in terms of increasing your value? Because Johnny Morris, I think he'll go via the route of assistant coach, but he wants one more. If Trent Barrett can get another crack as a lead coach, Morris figures he must. But Sharon Morris went on Twitter and said, my heart breaks for my son, the coach. So dedicated, so loyal, so disgusted that he was treated so badly by the board. He loves his players and his staff. His only question, why? They couldn't answer. Does it help when your mum goes into bat for you for a job? This is helicopter parenting. That's what this is. This is a, yeah, it used to be that parents would follow the kids to school and have a go at the teacher and yeah. have a go at the other parents. And now they're following them into jobs and now they're following them so into footy. I think it's infantilization, isn't it? When uh, you take on your children's is. problems and make them your own. And like she's that. like, I drove into footy and under sixes. I, I have a right to complain about this. So, so do you think... In future applications, his file is irrevocably stamped Sharon Morris, and it's going to be... I just feel like in future clubs, you know, when John applies for the Tigers in a couple of years because Madge has, you know, beaten them to a pulp and they're all just, you know, withering... <laughs> Did you see his vacant stare in the box afterwards? <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know, and everyone's like, you know, he hasn't lost the room. He's pulverised the room. Yeah, you know, the- like when they call for a guy, Johnny Morris like, I'll get him fit. You know, I'll get them fit. They'll like me. We'll have a nice time. We'll go for cappuccinos. I think every club will have to go, are we okay with dealing with Mrs. Morris? Yeah. And you maybe have, you have to bring a her meeting in. with Miss. Yeah, early. Bring her in early. Yeah, get her as part, part of the, of the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, they're going to be called the West Husks now because <laughs> Madge just goes, I know how to fix this problem. Train harder. <laughs> now, Dennis. Yes, Chris. Uh, you're a certain individual and your coach... Ricky Stewart had something to say about certain individuals after your uh, shock loss to the Parramatta Eels. You were having enthused tonight? Oh, 100% we were. Not the team, individuals. Don't, don't, don't put everybody in that category. But there's individuals there were uh, leaning on others. Individuals there waiting for someone else to do it. Individuals there that uh, are happy putting on an NRL jumper and putting it, thinking they're an NRL player. Look, Brendan, if you haven't written a script about McCarthyism, you should. Yeah, um, and do you want, do you, can you name individuals for us, please? 
Oh, look, it reminds me a lot of that great Monty Python sketch. I know it's in the movie. Is it the history of the world or one of them when there's a big meeting in ancient Rome or wherever and there's thousands of pilgrims out there and the guy on stage says, we're all individuals. And then one guy goes, I'm not. That's in Life of Brian. Life of Brian, is it? Yeah, Life of Brian. But yeah, individual. also reminds me, was an Angry Anderson song where I'm an individual? No, that was was Jacko. It was Jacko. Jacko. Maybe it's just Jackson. For me, it means bring that track back. It needs a remix. I've got it. Seven inch. I'm I'm an individual. individual. You You can't can't fool me. An inter bloody visual. An inter bloody visual. And then there's no rhyme. That was when Jacko was at his peak because. was it was it called the road? What what was the show that had uh, Dolph in it? It was a Mad Max knockoff, oh, and Jacko yeah. was his wacky sidekick. That's right. Yeah. And they drove like Dirt a petrol tanker around. Maybe they'll uh, channel that in Furioso. You're not in that in any chance. Jeez, they were great days, weren't they? But I think a lot of the rugby league players would have gone home and texted each other, going, "Do you know what certain individuals mean? Right. Well, I, like, I, what are certain individuals? Mike, like, I, 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 wish I think they're only at the level where they're aware that they're people. I wish in the room that Margaret Thatcher was there to go, can you tell me their names? <laughs> can you tell me their addresses? Jeez, be, I th- do, do we expect a big turnaround from the Canberra boys this week? Because where Madge seems to terrify them <coughs> into submission, Ricky seems to terrify play, certain individuals into inspiration. Well, is this mm. a positive thing? Well, I, I mean, I look to you, Dennis. I mean, I, I go, do you think the moves? I think Horsburgh's back. I think Harrower and Naira is there. Papa Lee has been put on the bench. Are you expecting a reaction from the Raiders? Well, Papa Lee has been put on the bench before, so there has been a rotation thing between him and Ryan James. So I don't think that's a, a dropping. Um, Joseph Tarpanay has been dropped, and then there's Bailey Simonson, who I, I love. Bailey. Bailey's never been given clear space, and Josh Hodgson has been. Josh Hodgson has got an injury. Apparently, picked up a calf injury. But also, apparently, he's been rested. Now, it's interesting. There's no New South Wales Cup this weekend, so you can't see people being dropped down. So everyone's got a rest. There's no reserve grade for them to be mm. dropped into. But yeah, Hodgson, gone. And there's been this has been a lot of written about this, about the fact that Hodgson, there's too many chefs in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, if you listen to all the discussion this week, every commentator goes, Josh Hodgson, don't get me wrong, great player, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was similar to the John Morris, wasn't it? Yeah. Great guy, great True. coach, but... Yeah. Didn't really beat well, any good not teams. necessarily in that order. But yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone also says that you know John Morris didn't deserve to be sacked. Didn't deserve to be sacked the way he was, but he should have gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he yeah. didn't. Didn't really you three know, months ago take him to the next level, did he? But what a lovely bloke. Jeez, oh. he looks fit. Yeah. But um, I reckon he, he'll be back because you know he's kind of the scorned ex now. So there'll be a there'll be oh, a, he'll have some fire in the belly and a bit of sympathy. He's going to he, he'll be hitting the gym. He'll, He'll be, be getting even fitter and better looking. Yeah. yeah. More more Danny Widler specials by the seaside with the wife yeah. going, I just don't know what happened. Might Danny. even plant one on Danny <laughs> I just Widler. don't know what happened. Imagine what? if he planted one on Danny Widler. Have you said, did you see that? He, he said, I'm just going to go on the DL. Then the next day, don't, don't know how Danny finds him at the beach. <laughs> They're just down at the beach with the wife. Cronulla. They're just playing with a little ball in the short water with the kids. Yeah, 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 the yeah. kids are matching. He's matching. He got a little bit of makeup on. I don't know. And Daddy's just always there. That's that's how Seabold. That's how oh, I was. I was just going to get a soy chai. That's how Seabold ended up in the Newcastle box, right? Because uh, uh, what's his name? Adam O'Brien was watching the sixty minutes expose with Seabes on his balcony, looking yeah. meaningfully out to sea. And he goes, "Merry yeah. weather beach, mate. Come I'll on, you'll love it." That. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The so there's a lot of narrative. Around the Penrith, who touched you up a couple of weeks ago, the Muglairs. The, they are the Muglairs of rugby leaguers. Don Ferner alleged. And you were, dis- we were discussing earlier about whether Muglair, where it goes in the insult. And there was an article in the Australian Geographic, two thousand six, about the word Muglair. You can't laugh it down, and no one, no matter how addicted to infamy, wants to wear it. It's a terrible expression of scorn from which there is no escape. You can laugh off Ratbag, Hoon, Dubbo, Drongo, Dill and Galar, but Muglair, try copying that sweet sport. That's what it says. Pretty tough. So it's saying that Jeez, it's, they, it's, didn't, it's, they didn't miss that, no. did they? So I, I suspect that Don Don reads Australian Geographic. He's, he's one of the last subscribers. He yes. Loves that it's magazine. The, it's the collection. It's the two words put together. That's right. Oh, you're a yeah. mug. You can't be trusted. You can be a mug punter, and then you're a See, mug punter. Not an insult. Flaunting it. Yeah. yeah. So you're not only a dickhead. You're, you're <laughs> very public. You're telling dickhead. everyone about it. You're going on. You're going around town yeah. going dickhead. Yeah. You're going around town going. You're not even on the field. I've scored a try. I'm going to give you a shove. 
Yeah. That's what you're doing. With which, a smile on my it. face. Which, <laughs> which is why the allegation's been... Stuck! ...leveled yeah. at the Panthers, because it was obviously the crichton tarpany Malay incident. But it goes beyond that. It's the boys-to-men impersonations at the end of the game. Yep. It's the mocking handshakes after the first oh, try yep, against yep, the Broncos yep, yep. showing, oh, we're aware, we're actually classy. Yeah. Ivan Cleary had something to say about it. Yeah, respect is a value of our team. Um, we, our boys have been pretty much doing the same thing for the last 18 months and no one was, you know, everyone loved us when we did it last year, but now they've got through the, you know, we've got through the honeymoon period and now... Yeah, I mean, I guess through a bit of success where people look at us differently, maybe. I don't know. I mean, oh. He's the most evil man in rugby league. Has he been be. watching? <laughs> Not at what all. Is, what is Ivan? Do? Is he watching? I think he's just staring at his son going, that's my son. I still I think can't also, believe him. I'll get to coach my son. My yeah. son's out there. We've got the same surname. Yeah, yeah he used to live with me, yeah, actually. Yeah. His name's Nathan. He's very good. Like I was the That's cl- my son. I was the clay from which he was moulded, but I acknowledge that he's better than yeah. me and his, gin- his chin is sharper than mine. They're playing like they won the comp last year and just and like news just in, Penrith. Yeah. You lost! Yeah. You hear him there. Even Ivan right there says, you know, we've had some success. Like, actually, you haven't. You've You're one of the 15 teams success. that lost last year. Yeah, Only one absolutely. team won. Six, 15 teams you lost. Didn't turn You're up, one of them. And they were beatable. So, Melbourne Storm were beatable last year. The thing that Vulnerable. Gus thought they were beaten. They, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were. <laughs> we could all have missed it. Muglairs, no, they are. No. Muglairs. <laughs> uh, well, Penrith are definitely winning the Muglair comp this year, and that's something. But what confuses me at the end of the at the end of the game, they kind of gather in a circle and they have a prayer, and that's beautiful. I respect everyone's religion. Sure. But they've got to match up their Christian joy and their love for the Lord our Saviour with the way they behave. And I'm not feeling a whole lot of... Jesus loving Christian stuff going on on field. Is it like I know Pacifica? There's you know traditionally there is it's mum then rel- mum then family then Jesus. That's the kind of order of of, uh, mm. of service there. But I'm wondering if they're actually playing to the footy gods, mm. and I'm wondering where the footy gods sit between mum yeah. and Jesus and overall and and Volandis. Where does Volandis come into this? Where yeah. the Titans? The Titans? The children of the gods? Are they children yeah. of the footy gods? Obviously, bloody not. And but, I'm not reading that because I'm a mere mortal. Yeah. Right, so so you need the immortals. The, the immortals are the tide of the footy gods. So yeah. instead of boys to men, if they were Christians, they should be doing something like Jerusalem. But you're actually saying they should be doing simply the best a cappella at the end of the game. Wow, imagine that! All right. I bet, you, I bet so they can sit there and do the falsetto boys to men. My heart's on fire. <laughs> can they get that rock Jeez, crunched up on the high that. B and That'd high be really C? Good. Now that I'd, I'd watch that. I watch. I, I, go, that. I get off Fox and go back onto Channel Nine. I watch can they that. get the high E? Can that. they get the full voice screamed high E that Barnsley gets in that? I say no. And if I, they could, then you got full license to be a mugler. Absolutely. But. The challenge is out to the Panthers. You're on fire up. We'll be back in a moment. Sharks coach was sacked. Sharks coach was sacked. Sharks coach was sacked. Sharks coach was sacked. 
you're on Fire Up on the Diamond Tina Podcast Network, and we're thrilled to have me on the show. And we've also got Dennis and Brendan. <laughs> Dennis, yes. moving tribute there to Johnny Morris. Well, it had to be done. I mean, that, that song was waiting. I've been sitting on that song waiting for something to happen with it and, you know, Shark Attack by the Split by Split Ends. It's a beautiful True Colours, song great album. It's a fantastic album. It does... What colour was yours? I had the laser cut on the yeah. on the vinyl and I think it, my uh, edition was predominantly yellow. Yeah, right. I just had the, I had the red. Right. I, I didn't even... You know, in Canberra, we didn't even get the yellow one. It was just, it was just red. Uh, I See Red, I think, was on the previous album, Frenzy. Yeah. If you remember that. What a great name for an album, Frenzy. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. So... We've been talking a lot of Cronulla, which we normally don't do on this podcast. I don't know why that is today. I can't work it out. Yeah. But uh, one of Cronulla's favoured sons, former Origin captain and winner and former Premiership winner, Paul Gallen takes on Lucas Brown in the big fight in whatever time you listen to this podcast has taken him on, will take him on, may take him on. But Brendan, you're going? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll definitely be there um, in Gal's corner. Um, Chad and I are going together in an Uber. Um, and we'll be out there front row. Um, if that doesn't take place, I'll probably just go on the KO. Yeah, in, right. In my flat, and I'll sit there um, watching it um, as I flick on, you know, on on Hinge. Looking at your phone, hoping yeah. that Chad might text. Um, so it, hey, we need to talk. Let's meet at Northies. Big Daddy, is that that's the name? Lucas Big Daddy Brown. Not he's big. Thirty one. He's had thirty one fights. So he's not Big Pappy because a lot of twenty nine wins. He's six foot five. And he knows how to beat men up. Got a bit of reach. Paul Gallen had ele- he's had eleven fights, ten wins, one draw to Barry Hall. Yep. Um, he's standing at six foot versus six five. Uh, Gallen has the cardio, and he likes getting beaten up, and he loves money. Right. And um, that's big Daddy Lucas fact. Brown. Just is very annoyed by Paul Gallen and has never won an NRL comp. He's won a reserve grade comp, and he just thinks he's a bit of a f wit and a bit of a rhymes with trick and other words. Um, so it's all built up really well. But I just heard them, their final, because they've been really throwing some heated barbs, but I just heard their final um, press call and, and you could see that it was all a bit of a show because they were like, oh, I actually really respect him, but I still want to win. And there seemed to be a bit of calm before the inevitable storm tomorrow. But I tell you what, Gal, he's a very clever man. He loves money a lot that he's willing to fight anyone for it. And I guess, you know, you look at bringing back the Biff in Origin and things like that. The last time we saw a bloke really smash anyone in the face was him against Nate Miles. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and he's just clearly, he's just still, um, you know, living life that way. But I'm on Gal. I'm getting right behind Gal. He's probably one of the toughest players ever to play rugby league. He played against the Maroons in the legacy where uh, probably the greatest team ever to play that he 10 won one years. from 11 one series from 11 series it's amazing yeah, he's still alive i mean most people couldn't suffer that much could they no so now he's using that yeah for good not it but he you know he beat mark honey took some big hits yeah. big uppercuts well, he's got a big tank they like to say now he's also it... got a big jaw yeah. it's going to take a lot to crack that so, oh it's going to take a lot to crack it's six rounds it's not 12 uh, rounds cuz lucas can, lucas can do 12 rounds um, but because it's in that special, oh, we're rugby league players and we're doing it for the money league, yeah. um, it's a bit shorter. But I tell you what, I, I've i been confident that Gal could win all the other fights. I'm on him tomorrow night, but this one, this bloke's no joke. And if he hits you, you stay hit. So he played a bit of Harold Matthews too, I believe, uh, Lucas Brown for the Eels. But it, it, Gallon is reputed to like a, a dollar. So apparently whenever he does a, a like he's the guest speaker or something for money, as you, as he leaves the lectern, the invoice arrives in the inbox of the organisation yeah. that's booked him. Uh, I think you'll find it's prepaid. Yeah, right. I think you'll see a lot of you know ex-football players that are putting restaurants on Instagram probably didn't pay for the steak. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think that's how that's <laughs> now, how it rolls, isn't now, it? I don't know what the etiquette is in boxing dressing rooms as opposed to league dressing rooms. Like, are boxers allowed their mobile phones in there? But if you are, I imagine just as he goes out, Gal has a look at his bank account. And he's ready to go. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Because <laughs> he's not happy. Yeah, he, and he, he might actually watch three or four of the highlights of that origin period. And then him three times. Why didn't he go down? Yeah, exactly. The, the crop field goal when every sinew came together in Ooh. the in the symphony in 2012. That would have hurt, I would have thought. Yeah, watch that over, that over again. He's um he, he's he's gone. I mean, we we 
the, the really, really exciting news, apart from Danny Levi signing with the Broncos, is that Carmichael Hunter's back, right? Because it means we can yeah. do that joke and we now just need Michael Luck to re-sign and then we're looking really good. Oh, it's just... But we can push the language barrier. I mean, Gal's at one of the... It seems to be interminable press conferences in this. How many have they had? Like about four? Yeah, several. This yeah. is like a presidential election. Yeah. You've, got, you've got the debates. Yeah. But does this Multiple. work for Gal? Is this going to work? Because he's gone blue. He's gone to Brown. He said, you're such a soft cock in real life for a bloke who is six foot four. Um, I don't know what that correspondence between physical height and yeah. strength of your penis is. I don't know. You're such a pussy, which is automatically a contradiction. Yeah. Um, you're going to shit yourself on Wednesday night. Why is Gal going so blue? Is he looking a little, sounding a little desperate? Mm, I think you're right, especially when you go to the nether regions, isn't it? It's dirty stuff. But, you know, I think he would be working with media managers and going, do I go for the shit yourself or do I go for the rugby league angle? Do you think? No, I think he's more telling his media manager, I'm going to go for the shit yourself. <laughs> I'm going to go for soft cock. And the media manager's going, oh, yeah, maybe not, Gil. No, I'm going to bloody do it. And so that's, with that's all, this, all this Sharks paraphernalia going on, and, and, and hasn't everyone enjoy getting to know the name Dino Mezzatesta and oh. you know and all the which is of course Dino Halfhead yes. Italian old Halfhead Harvey one, one yeah. shark story dare I say that's flown a little bit under the radar Ooh. is Buzz Rothfield's revelations that whilst the sharks were being beaten in a heartbreaker at McDonald Jones Stadium and the likes of Wade and Sean Johnson were up there watching Dukes was at Gaimea Bowling Club playing the pokies yeah <laughs> But does he, that worry you as he a has shark some supporter? Form. But apparently he does have KO on his phone. That's and that's the word that's come out later. And he is that dexterous, Duga. You know, we've seen him do two things at once yes. before. Yes. And it's got him into a whole pile <laughs> a of, of trouble. trouble. <laughs> you know, I think he can I, So he's there. I think which, he nursed the baby and give himself a tattoo. You which, know, which hands the phone in and which hands tapping. I think he might even have it up on the ledge on the Xena Warrior Princess Xena Warrior. Is it? He's is got the little. No, he'd be Queen of the Nile, and queen he's got the, the and he's got the suction, the Belkin suction thing on the dashboard, and he's sitting there watching. Well, he's double handed. I reckon Hannah's gone. Josh, go to the Leagues Club and play <laughs> the pokies because he might not. If he was on yeah, the, the sideline, he might not know. He'll jump out there. Yep. All sorts of things yep. would happen. It's safer <laughs> at a distance, and also let him go and have a little bit of a nice time. Build him up with some petrol, bring him back. And he's probably also I mean? said, and don't just just stay on the ground on on the floor. Yeah, don't go up on the ceiling. Don't, don't go, go up on the roof. On the just stay in the room. Blake's not up there. Yep. And don't yep. play for any specials. Yeah, have some beers. Have some beers. Don't, don't have your your pineapple not cruises. Your sugar based drinks. Not your pineapple cruises. No. Beers. The, the thing carbs. about poker machines, and I don't know a huge amount about them, but one thing I did know, I had some friends who used to frequent the Hardy Hardy's Bay RSL up go on the Central tap. Coast. Oh, yeah. yeah, and well into this century, they still had the Challenger. Poker machine, which had the artwork of the Challenger space shuttle. Jeez, that's <laughs> and just put your money in that. I think <laughs> it's um, like you don't really move with the times there, do you? Are, are, well, the, rubber rings metaphor, on, are the rubber rings on that metric or, that's, that's or right. imperial? Yeah. I think New South Wales has eighty percent of the world's poker yeah, machines. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Something about eleven billion dollars in mixed gambling. Yeah, yeah. Or something like you, that. You, you got that off the Cooper Cronk Discover New South Wales tourism video that he made. <laughs> it might have been. That was the main reason to come pre-COVID. I love. I see. I just love all the ads around the footy. Bet now. Bet everything. Bet your wife. Bet your kid. Bet your house. Bet. Bet carefully though. And if it's going badly, stop betting a bit. And, but bet, bet, bet. And now it is. Don't chase your losses. <laughs> don't chase your losses. But. but but do this one because then you won't have to and there's another one. That's, that's trying to make it relatable like the new government uh, video on consent about milkshakes which we can't talk about because you guys haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I've seen it. No. It's, 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 I'm it's not just, on those kind of it's websites. It's dreadful. <laughs> it's just dreadful. The, uh, I think that uh, Josh pointing out, and he probably was actually watching the reflection of the game and he's schooling the glass on the phone or whatever, but he game set a match buzz when he pointed out that he could do that, watch the KO and play the pokies at the same time. Yeah. And, and we've already established on this show that buzz isn't that technologically literate. At the double header where uh, the Titans and the Raiders played after the Dragons game, Buzz said most of the main reason people left was that they couldn't purchase their food with cash at the food outlets. They weren't accepting cash and there were no FPOS machines at Cogra. Contactless. Yeah, I don't think Buzz is up. No, it was, there was FPOS. There was no... ATMs. You no. couldn't get cash out. Oh, no, out. ATMs, I mean. There's no you ATMs. Couldn't you couldn't cash physically out. get the cash. So he said no one could get cash out <laughs> to buy their dinner, so they went home. Jeez. <laughs> I was there. I've been to Cogra twice. 
And it does. Did turn. you go home it after does the Sharks turn game? Around half time, the vibe does turn. Did you go home after the Sharks game? No, no, no. I brought my cash with me. I was ready. To go. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw Buzz. I got him. I got him a pie. He said he only eats Thai, but I got I got him a pie. <laughs> And then uh, and, and I sorted him out. Every time I see Buzz, I remember going on a private jet to the Concords game with the footy show. And um, every time I see every time I see him, he comes up to me and he goes, "Any gossip?" <laughs> we, you feel like you've been hit on, but you like it. <laughs> we, we can be accused of giving any Buzz, gossip. We, we can be accused of giving Buzz a hard time in the show. We played some audio of him struggling with Brian Toto oh, the other day. Yeah, and then we went through Travoyevich, see him for Nye, all the Buzz doesn't mean any any more b- bullying. But, He's getting it on television nightly, I think. But but I loved I the love fact Buzz. when they came back from COVID, and he posted on Twitter what his Chinese meal was yeah. for the first game. It's Chinese, he likes, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And I think Thai. it was just just for him. Yeah, and a six-pack. <laughs> and a six-pack. Six <laughs> and six different stir-fries. <laughs> and that's his perfect Friday night. And just himself and his Twitter account. That's all he needs. You're probably feeling like you need to go and order some food, so we'll be back on Fire Up after this break in a moment. Um, I have no intelligence. That's what I'm suggesting. Welcome back to Fire Up. Now... The Tigers have a habit of playing in the greatest games in history. The 1989 Grand Final painfully comes to mind. Dennis, you probably remember that fixture. Greatest Grand Final of all time. Yeah, I do. I do. Did they play the greatest regular season game of all time <laughs> last Saturday night? <laughs> no. No. The greatest regular season game of all time was the Raiders in Melbourne in Melbourne in 2019. When they were 18 season. points down, two players in the bin. Melbourne hadn't been beaten in Melbourne. And they came back and they won it. And the sulking from the storm was so fantastic. Sorry. Um, but other than that, it was a fantastic game to watch. It was it was the full circus. It was the full roller coaster. But it was a roller coaster which at the end soared to the very heights and then plummeted to the depths and then soared back to the heights and then plummeted to the depths again. Look at you. Look at you rolling your eyes. See, I was a bit worried with the game. When, when the Rabbitohs were winning, I was thinking, sweet. There was an upset when Manly had beaten whoever they beat. The Titans. They are beating the Titans. That, that was an upset. Tommy Turbo. Tommy. Wow. wow. Tommy Turbo turned it on. So they... They, as they say, one player doesn't make a team. <clears throat> well, I think it does. It lifts the, the confidence the other players played with, with Tommy around was astonishing. Yeah. But then when the Rabbitohs won, I thought, beauty. Well, when the Tigers are winning, I was thinking there's two upsets in a row. They're not, the footy gods won't allow a third upset. The Raiders will beat Parramatta. And then when the thing happened then, I was like, oh, no, this is going to kill the Raiders. The Raiders are going to lose now because this that the footy gods have seen this happen. They have to sacrifice the Raiders to allow for what happened. And what happened was it went to Golden Point. <laughs> How do you feel about Golden Point, Chris? So I'm on record. Really? <laughs> Before Golden Point came in, because I grew up loving dour draws in the 70s, yeah. that Golden Point was a bad idea. If you Now, they introduced it primarily because they said drawing a football game is like kissing your sister, right? My, my, <laughs> my sister's pretty hot, right? So it's not all bad. Jeez. And I've done the, the maths. Over 1,600 minutes of toil, 20 Golden Point games the Tigers have played in. They've won five out of 20. They've walked away from all that effort and toil with 10 competition points, whereas they would have got 20 with a draw. It's but, actually 19. Whatever. No, I think, I think you'll find it was the 20th. Is, is that, that's the 20th? So that means yeah. five and 15. F- f- five and 15. These crazy <laughs> loopy measures, in my view to introduce artificial excitement in the games. I've grown up learning that you earn points off field position and you slave your guts out defensively and the Tigers have hemmed the Rabbits in their own half and they've just stumbled over halfway with five minutes to go and Adam Reynolds has just had a a shot for glory and he got glory and got him into the game. No reward. And why is a field goal worth two? Because it's further away. It makes no sense to me. Well... Canterbury Bankstown seventy three percent winning record in Golden Point. Penrith Panthers sixty five. Broncos sixty four. Roosters sixty one. Raiders fifty eight. Down down down. St George Illawarra thirty four. The Sharks they're on fifty percent at tenth. Newcastle Knights thirty percent in fifteenth. And the Tigers top of the ladder twenty six percent with fourteen losses in Golden Point. So, and then we found a new way to lose, which is can you imagine my confusion because I was a wedding and I went to the phone. And I had a look, and they're reviewing the George Burgess try with a graphic that says Tigers 18, yeah. South 14. It was like I'd gone through a wormhole or something. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. 
And uh, explain to me that it's a good idea, Brendan, the two-point field goal and the excitement that was generated out there at Stadium Australia? Well, you know, we're talking about it. Yes. Um, yeah, everyone's I'm talking about in, I'm it. in pain. Uh, and as just, as just Peter Volandi showing what an excitement machine that he is, an innovator, I'm surprised that with the horse racing, Peter hasn't made, you know, the horses run backwards. He's or... getting racing at night in Randwick. That's his new thing. Yes, that's night racing. They're yeah, putting large things. people on horses. Uh, they're, they're putting put... monkeys on greyhounds. Isn't it's it just, just go crazy? Isn't Why doesn't it... he go crazy? Why isn't it six again type stuff with the horses? Well, we've been maintaining for some time. He's talking about 36, 40 metre poles being erected in Randwick Racecourse oh. to light, light it. And then you can play night football in the enclosure in the middle. So you're saying rugby if, league if, players if you come on second, the horses. Yes. If you come second, you're within a head, you go another 200 metres. And then all the <laughs> colours, all the colours just be the club colours on the jockeys. So you go, instead of having to know the, jo- the, the, the names of the horses and the races, just go and betting on Penrith. And each race has yeah. 12 horses or 16, 16. horses. 16 horses. <laughs> be a big field. Yeah. Twelve horses, thank you, Chris. And um, back to the seventies. A lot of po- a lot of ponies in the in the Penrith side. But you're Chris, of an can, opi- I ask, can I ask you a Go. question, Chris, regarding Golden Point? Yes. And Stadium Australia, as yes. it's rightly called now, currently known as it's as it's always has been known, currently known. Um, opened as Stadium Australia, still is Stadium Australia. How many times have the Tigers played Golden Point games at Stadium Australia? Couldn't answer that question. I can. Yeah, thank you. There's six. There's six, and we've lost all of them? Lost 100% but, but, of Golden Point games at Stadium Australia. That's an, that's an emotional thing, isn't it? it I mean, they, I think they have to be training Golden Point, maybe just train Golden Point. That's it. <laughs> you Start know, the game like it's Golden Point. It's, it's like those teams that are good at coming back. You know, I'd just tell them before they go on, you're 40 points behind. Yeah, 100. you know what I mean. Yeah, I just go out and say to this team, "Golden point." Maybe you know, that's the, the problem. Madge is trying to falsely instill belief in the team yeah. by training Golden Point, assuming that they'd be good enough to be in that situation regularly. That's not going to happen. Which is not going to happen. And but you know, Adam Reynolds. Adam Reynolds. It was Reynolds, the first set. He he needs a contract, so he's going to be pulling out. He'll Granola. be doing them backwards. Soon. He'll, he'll be, I think he's going to Parramatta. Uh, I thought you've hassled Chad, who's gone in disgrace up to North Queensland, Hassle just Chad. to just to clear him. Yeah, halfway for Reynolds. Him. I have cleared him, but I think, I think, I think it's just that change that you've got to have for Chad. Just new landscape, new aspect, new podcast, new, new. You right. know, get the kids up and town. Look out for the Crocs. You know what I mean? He just needs to freshen things up. So do I. We all do. Well, Volandis has freshened the game up, which I believe that you're a fan of because you feel he has to undo a lot of damage. Well, yeah, I think the game was slowed down by kind of, you know, the oppressive nature of the, of, of the storm over 15 years, you know, with all that wrestling stuff. All these rules are to, to, to make it look like the 80s again. But now it looks like the 80s. You could probably go back to the old rules. And, and Smith's just retired. Play Smith's out of there. He's, he's forced Smith He's out. out of there. He's so fought, I think we think, could go... Do you think that's why Smith retired? Do you think Volandis, in the chess that, game, well, Volandis has yeah. forced Smith out? If you look in a kind of a Game of Thrones warrior so context, you're saying the we new should... king came in and went, we're playing by my rules. Yeah. Now. So you, you are know, you thinking that he's gone, oh. Volandis should now go and we should change the rules back? Yeah. Simon might, Smith. Might Cam come back if that happens? He will come back. So what was Smith, yeah. like Mad King Robert or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of them. And, and, and because it was, an, it was an unusual departure, wasn't it? It was, it was dour. Very. It, was a, it petered out. It lacked fizzled. Colour. Like the and statue for Cooper, mind you. And he hasn't put on a blazer and rolled up to the commentary box either. It's very odd. Well, it's hard to find a home because obviously you can't go to Fox because of Cooper. Right. 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 And then nine, he had that 60 stoush. minutes yeah. stoush where I was on his side. And they brought him in for the origin last year, but he did fall asleep on the set at one stage. So Is he available for fire up? Well, I think... That's what he's been you know, lobbying but for. But you know what? He'd only come in here and he'd change it all around and we wouldn't even notice it and all of a sudden it'd be smit and, up. And suddenly you'd have a bulging disc, yeah. disc in the back of your neck and a torn... I know. <laughs> you'd have a, a torn peck. Gentlemen, as I have to get wings. out of here. It's been Sorry. an absolute... I'm going to fire down. The correct answer. It's been answer. an absolute You're meant pleasure. to have said, oh, I'm done with you. Yeah, I'm done with you, boys. Well, and, and as Brendan... As Brendan leaves, we'll just lead him in the words echo to his ear from Cameron Smith. There's still premierships to me. I still have my premiership rings at home. I put them on every now and then. They're mine. I've got five. To me, Cameron Smith is the Lance Armstrong of the NRL. Do you remember Dennis when Lance was seen just before he went on Oprah lying with his hands behind his head on his couch with his seven yellow jerseys and goes seven-time winner? Yeah. Is Smith a five-time premiership winner? Uh, No. He was disqualified. And again, this is footy gods. This is footy gods. 
the footy gods didn't like the wrestling and they've taken them away. How good was it to get Brendan? I don't know. Is he gone? He's gone. He's oh. had enough. <laughs> He's had, anytime you mention Cameron Smith. No, I think the problem was, that was I mistake. saw the text messages. Chad was outside in yes. the cab waiting and they're going to go and have a couple of bevies before they go to the fight. So they're, they're tying one with, on now. That's right. And the fight's not till tomorrow night. No, so they're, they're, so getting, they're, really they're, getting they're on going it. on for a bender. They're going to be sitting at the pokies. So we've got a little bit of uh, a chance just to look at some of the other issues in rugby league before we wrap, Dennis. There's so many issues. I'd to like discuss. to hear um, what you think of what Kevy Walters had to say about the Broncos season. A quarter of the way... You know, if you look at a look at a cake, we've got a quarter of the cake. There's still three quarters of the cake to eat, so that's what excites me. So, the professor and Barney pointed out that uh, five games into a what, roughly a 25 round game season is actually only 20 percent of the cake. Well, right? it's actually no, it's it's six rounds into a. Well, no, he re- he did this after round five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's problematic. But. It's interesting that he talks in percentages of cake and consumption because I don't know how you eat cakes, and I'm I'm leaving cupcakes out of the discussion here. But you know about my cupcake obsession. I, do you have one? I I did until until, until I, you looked in the mirror. Until I discovered macarons. Oh, I I, I detest. Well, I call them macaroons. They're, they're a different things. Two different things: macarons and macaroons. They're, they're just like slightly flavored um, foam, aren't they? A macaron, yeah, like a piece of foam that you've just cut from a like a box of cherries or something. That's oh, they've got that texture. Like, to no, me. they've got like a pavlova texture. Awful. Oh, they're the best things in the world. Seriously, awful. Yeah, I can't get enough. You you haven't had them. I've I've found a macaron maker, and it's it's changed my world. I've had macarons before and gone, that's what? Well, you make your own macaroons. Then. No, no, no. I found a person that oh, makes right. macarons, and she is a genius. She's an artist. Yeah, she's. Her current macaron that she's made, she sent me a photo, is Bonoffi. A Bonoffi macaron? Yeah. Right. She's made Top Deck where there's, you know, white chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolate. She's made... I'm all over Top Deck as a, as a chocolate option. Oh, you actually have Very, a very tasty. Well, you'll have to change my mind. But in my consumption... I'll bring him in next week. Do, have you ever sort of sat there with... And I'm a pineapple sponge. I'm a, I'm a passion fruit sponge. I'm a pretty sure. basic guy. Oh, no, I love it. But do you sort of go... Wow, this cake is only a quarter eaten. I've got another three quarters of this cake to go. Or does he does that think that's a little bit beyond your ken? Uh, see, look, when I went to Mudgee on the weekend, I did buy four macarons, three strawberries, and one uh, caramel and chocolate because that was all that was left. And I was thinking, I'm up there for for four. I'm, I'm driving up, then I got the day there, then I'm driving back. So I'll ha- keep one for Sunday, have two on Saturday, have one now. <laughs> I left Hornsby. They didn't make it across in a pan. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not someone that sits there and goes, oh, how good! The three quarters of a car is going to scoff the lot. The uh, issue of Muglairs, obviously, again, it's always in the press, and I think it's been good that this weekend we've had a couple of really uh, nasty incidents with the Jack Hetherington send off and the Latrell Mitchell multiple charges. He only got charged three times. I mean, he's a mere echo of what John Hopawati was okay. able to do out at Campbelltown against North Queensland low those many years ago. And Dennis and Pat, who might want to come and say hello. But I was there. What you're saying is that Latrell Mitchell should be going for the heights without warming up. He's just warming up. Right. He's just he's just a kitty. He's right. how, how old is he? He's like yeah, 22 he's or something. 22, That's 23. similar trajectory because Hopewardy won a premiership in '96, and then he would have played for Australia and State of Origin around then. Yeah. He's and got then plenty to go. He decided. So, so he to joined take... the Tigers in 2000, and I think this was like 2001, 2002. This was yeah. like near the end. Uh, I, I don't see Luttrell doing quite quite getting to those dizzying heights, I've what, got to say. Whatever it was, it occurred during the Terry Lamb era. Uh, and uh, and we talked, uh, talking about rugby league mug lairs, the return of Carmichael Hunt we mentioned oh, earlier. It's wonderful. The Astonisher referred to him in their headline in the papers on the weekend as Special K, <laughs> which, which I think is probably not the best choice given his somewhat checkered history with recreational drugs. But I can bring to a close, and I rather loathe to do this because of the harsh criticism by the presiding magistrate in the Justin Horro decision about how he really felt for Justin that this matter had been leaked to the press and he had to go through the public humiliation. And then I felt, well, we're part of that. <laughs> but um, he, he was um, able to settle the matter without a conviction being recorded uh, for his uh, cocaine 
bust at the Golden Chief Hotel. Yeah. So good news for Justin, and you know we don't pass any personal judgment here, and I think he apparently does a lot of good work for charity and so forth, and it's great he'll be able to get on with it. But I, I couldn't not reference the fact that in his pleadings, he said, my issue, magistrate, was that I'd been on the drink and I was drunk and I was using the cocaine to sober up. Good call. <laughs> yeah, good call. i got a story about Justin Horro. That's tactical. Please, Pat. Uh, I did uh, work experience at Peter Wynn's score. I don't know if I said this on the show before. You have? No, I haven't heard oh, it. Well, Justin Horro was my yeah, supervisor. Yeah, I know what you got out of it. You got like... Yeah, and then the whole, I worked like a full 60-hour week, like all day from open to close every day. And this is when South were coming last, South were terrible. And Socceroos, that was their first on this run of the World Cup. So no. the, the whole time I was like, I just assumed they'd give me a jersey. And I was like, which jersey am I going to get? Let's go with me through every single day. Was like, do I want a Socceroos or a cool? Or I could just get a so South there's two one. carrots. You're looking at the two carrots out in front of you. Which one do you reckon I got, Dennis? I reckon you got nothing. I got a signed picture of Peter Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and a little inscription that said, thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> was, was, the sign, was it actually signed or was the signature printed with the it picture? Was, it was actually signed, but it was like off of a pile of headshots. And, and what was your take on Justin? Good football or even better bloke? Uh, he was a really good bloke. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad that uh, that little incident is behind him. Just other things, uh, unless you guys have things that have caught your attention that you want to throw in now. I've got a couple other matters just to wrap up before we go and a request to make to the listeners. Just a quick detour. i got uh, something to show you guys that I found through the week. Um, We remember Paul Crawley last year. Um, Crawls? Yeah, he's he's Jake Friend. If Jake Friend's not playing, Mm. you don't have Jake Friend on the field. Remember that? Yeah, that's important. Very compelling. That's tough to beat, isn't it? Yes. Well... You take away the power of a coach and automatically he has no power. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Crawley gets an entire supplement every Thursday in the Daily Astonisher. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't Sonny Bill Williams heard to commentate during the Melbourne yep. uh, Roosters game that they're two very different teams out no, there? No, 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 there's no very... It's like they're two, two different, different teams. teams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he also said that they're really... They're nailing in the nails and screwing in the screws. Brilliant. <laughs> he was he was amazing as a. I haven't. I don't watch Channel Nine because generally I'm working and I I pay Rupert so I don't have to suffer through the ads. And it's really frustrating when you're used to Rupert's used to paying Rupert and you've got your nose in his trough and you watch Channel Nine and they score the score the try. I'm like, oh, beauty! Let's see the replays. What happens? It's an ad. It's and. And all the interesting part and the analysis and watching the replay it doesn't happen because it's an ad. And then you finish the ad and you're back to Gus. I was having a great way of this on a wrestling podcast. We were, um, it's called Reliving the War, which was the law, the war between WWF and WCW in the Not 1990s. the Super League War. Not the Super League War. That's, uh, we're looking forward to the Steve which is being book. Which is being relived at the moment yes. in English soccer and European yes, soccer. English has Super own, League. Has its own. I would have thought that name would have been trademarked. <laughs> Rupert's big on trademarks. And, and we should give a shout out to the Rugby League Digest, Pat, which actually in forensic detail goes through yeah. the Super League War. And I go through that in forensic detail. Com- compelling. Listen. Now, you haven't listened, have you? I've listened to a couple of issues, uh, episodes and very much enjoyed them. I've yeah. listened to them a lot. Yeah, it's that's fantastic. You guys are terrific. And anyway, I was doing this uh, podcast. You shouldn't they listen? We were watching. I will, I'll get there. WCW <laughs> survived. Uh, it was WCW Uncensored 1997. And I won't go into all the detail now other than to plug Pro Wrestling Australia, Max Watts, 8th of May, get on uh, Oztix now, get your tickets. And they would do this thing of split screens and so forth. And we went into this discussion about, and I, of course, brought Rugby League into the conversation, this habit that Fox has of letterboxing the live action and putting the replay as the main thing to watch I find yeah. that very very it should be the other way around you think it should be totally the other way around yeah yeah you're right yeah so so Sonny Bill I mean he's 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 learning he's, he's learning his craft <laughs> I can't really speak but that facial hair is I don't know if it's religious or cultural or something but that facial hair is it's not good I remember an old Sesame Street song one of these things just doesn't belong here. Three of these things are kind of the same. And just listen, Sonny Bill just—he had absolutely nothing to add to the commentary. I think actually Shane Flanagan stopped. Probably none of them do. 
That's interesting, though. That song is a little bit how you're meant to do multiple choices, right? In an exam, mm. one of them's absolutely wrong, and then you've got three that are kind of similar. And, and then there's the red herring. Yeah, yeah. So it's the process inevitable. of elimination. Look, uh, some disturbing news. Jeff Tuvey has started a, co- a, a career as an assistant coach at the Warringah Rats in the Shoot Shield. For those who don't know, and that'd be most of the listeners, that's rugby union. That's not good news. They're still doing that. Mm. It's still going. Is it's he? Because he's in a uh, high-profile account. Correct. So he's like coaching. Is that more like? The what is it the, the the networking you can do in rugby union? Part it of probably that. is because it takes you because it, it, it travels you around the world. It travels you around union. the world. Yeah. So we yeah. talked about Cameron Smith before, Smith. and the nickname was he was the accountant. I never actually noticed that he does actually look like Jeff Tuvey. <laughs> <laughs> there was a tribute to the great Tommy Radonikus out at Henson Park. As I mentioned, I was a wedding. I couldn't be there. But a big number seven on the hill. And uh, Johnny Lewis and Terry Rowney, I think, took out the jersey. And they pinned it to the table with a couple of cans of KB. It was beautiful, beautiful stuff. And Peter Volandis, who, despite all the compelling arguments that you gentlemen have been giving me about he's great for the game, I feel he's just tearing at its fabric. And earlier in the year, he said, what we've got to do is get the three grades at the game so that you go to first grade, you go see Canberra, play Parramatta and you see the In reserves all three and the, you know, the under-23s or whatever. Not realising, of course, that that would have taken the Jets away from Henson Park to play at Cogra or Shark Park or wherever they end up, probably mm. Perth, in the Dishlicker Bowl at Sopsa Stadium. So he goes, the, on the weekend, he goes, this is what it's about. We need suburban grounds for every football team because of his experience at Henson Park, which he's trying to dismantle at the same time. I mean, he's mad with power, surely. Yeah, well, he did He did say that. And every ground, deser- every suburban club deserves a ground where the tribe can just turn up to the local ground. He's talking about Belmore. Imagine the doggies went back to... Is, is, he, is he talking about the end of ANZ? Has Gladys said, was this maybe a deal he cut? To say, okay, you can have, you can knock down Stadium Australia and whack up some apartments. Rugby league won't use it anymore. We'll just use the new footy stadium and suburban grounds. Is that is that the trade-off that he's got to deal with Gladys? Put apartments at Olympic Park because a few of the others have fallen over, so then new ones and rebuild Belmore, rebuild Shark, Shark Park. God help us! Is well, that his plan? He wants that facility at each club, and apparently he was written up in the press of the weekend as having rescued the Sharks. Many banquets. He's got. Mini Bankwest. He talked about mini everywhere. everywhere, everywhere, and he says that they're community assets. Well, I've been out to Bankwest, and you've just called it Bankwest. Yeah, by I know, the way. I know, because well, because he didn't say mini Western Sydney stadiums. I'm quoting the man, and and they and they call it a community asset. There is an outdoor basketball court there that anyone can access. I think that's the extent of the community asset. Brookvale, you can walk your dog on it. <laughs> yeah, right, and that, that's why the grass died. Right? Bank, Bankwest has been pretty generous to me over the Have over they? the years. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> In what way? Uh fed me and, and watered me. Oh, well, that's that's probably because of someone's largesse, Pat, that uh, invited you to some games. I can't remember the details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not the organisation, the stadium has fed you. The stadium, yeah. So yeah. I will accept two-point field goals, set restarts, mini Bank West, but I will not accept the Jets being taken away from Henson in order to fuel this suburban grounds The idea. sacrificial Jets. I am going to put a line in the ground. Now... We want to encourage everybody who's listening to the podcast to get other people to subscribe. So uh, on our Facebook page, which is Fire Up, FBI's Fire Up still, I think is how you search it. Yep. And join that and you'll see all the details to uh, be able to subscribe to the feed, be it Apple or Spotify. We want more listeners. We crave more listeners. We've got Brendan Cowell now, for God's sake. He's in Avatar and he was in Game <laughs> of Thrones. I think the Twitter handle is at FireUpNRL. At FireUpNRL. We we really want to grow that as well. So this is a bit of an entreaty. But what we're really enjoying is the feedback that we're getting from Mm. listeners. I think uh, our good friend Terry Bull was very much wanting us to reflect on that milkshake video, which we might dissect at another time as why Caelan Ponga or how close Caelan Ponga was actually to taking the male role in that because of his experience. Well, I got my second piece of feedback. This is my, 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 my annual piece of feedback last year. It was, we never discussed my favourite piece of feedback, which was, Dennis is looking ripped. Uh, which I'm pretty happy with that one. But this, uh, what, what member of your family sent that in? No, none of my family. They don't listen to this shit. Um, <laughs> but Hamish Neal, great Prince Philip story, early in the latest episode of Fire Up NRL, top shelf tomfoolery. Thank you, Hamish. I've got some Dennis feedback from the last episode. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you remember your first Canberra Raiders game? 
Oh yeah, it was 1982 that I went yeah. to it, and I said 1981 in the match. Must, must have been a real big Canberra Raiders fan to get to a game in '81. Oh yeah, well they did have trials. No, we appreciate your feedback, Hamish. My partner Mary Jane, her feedback on that story. She goes, Dennis has already told that on the show. I know. I thought I had, but you said I hadn't. Well, well, as if I'd know, as if I'm listening. (laughs) But Pat, you've been eliciting feedback and we're going to put out on the socials what question. Who's the Muglair? Who's your favourite Muglair in rugby Favourite or least favourite? No, I Who is the Muglair? Who is the the Muglair? Love them or hate them or loathe them. And we'll dissect that next week. I guess uh, pending the Paul Gallen result as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, if he wins, he'll definitely be a muggler. Uh, our weekend's in football. I'm heading out to Henson to see the mighty Jets take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons 3 p.m. on Saturday. And then I'm going out to the Anzac Day Clash with Stephen Ferris. Oh, this is the one. Yeah, and I've got to wear a suit apparently. And I've actually been given a ticket on the explicit undertaking that I support the Dragons on the day. And So a, this is at the old girl? At the old girl. And having sat with the Roosters fans the other day when they had that come from behind victory over Canola, have no problem supporting St George. What are your weekends? Well, I'm 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 going to the Riff on Thursday. Beautiful. Uh, we're calling off Tube on Friday. I'm going to Cogarra on Saturday. Home of the Sharks. To Shark Park in Cogarra. Yes. <laughs> to Shark Park Jubilee Oval. Sunday, I'll be at the Old Girl. And what's more, at the Old Girl, I'll have the the two p.m. game off. Because the, the turnbuckle is going to Western Sydney, so I'll um. Well, that's I'll right. Come and, and try and find you. That, well, no, no, but I'm going. So I can't because I'm going to the, the old girl. So I'm not. No, going no, to... the turnbuckle's doing Western Sydney. I'll be at the old girl. Right. So we'll find with, each other with that game off. I gotcha. And we can watch the Tigers game. beat yes. Manly. Pat, I'm going to an office in Warmaloo and, and keeping statistics. Keeping statistics. Can you send me is the it, six against statistics? I can get crazy. Is it a small dark room? No, it's a nice room. It's level twenty. It's level twenty. Has it got a view? Yeah, good view. Really? Yeah, real good view. This is the time to end the podcast. You've been on Fire Up. Thank you very much.